What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonderkid, episode 31. Here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? I'm doing great. Episode 31, uh, the Philadelphia Union, my hometown team, just won uh, their second playoff game in history. And uh, they, they, they kept it late, but uh, I'm pretty excited for them. But hmm. while I was doing that, so much was happening. So much was happening in the footballing world. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is no longer Manchester United manager. How do you feel about that? I think I know the, the inevitable. Answer. The inevitable <laughs> finally happened. Ollie yeah. is out. The sentence, yeah. the verb, all is right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Time has answered all the questions. No questions. <laughs> no questions. I'm sorry. Only answers. So, Ollie has left. Finally, we have a situation in which Man United will have progress. But mm. if, if Ollie leaves, there's a question here. So the yeah. first question in the pot is that we have to that we have here to answer who is gonna be the next Man United manager. And so I just wanted to say, even before that, the Man yeah. United board look ridiculous. Okay, because mm-hmm. you have an international break, two weeks. That yeah. would be the ideal time to get the appointment of a new manager. Just mm-hmm. like Tottenham, Daniel Levy, it looks looks like a genius. Daniel Levy actually looks like a genius. And next to this board, this Man United board, okay? Because sure. he got Conte earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tottenham got Conte earlier. And Man United yeah. is there like two weeks after international break. No preparation. All the same. It's this true. is clear problem. So... Yeah. It, yeah. it, it just, it, it, it irks me, right? I mean, it took, mm-hmm. after five losses in seven Premier League games, the last seven Premier League games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it took a Watford drubbing, right? Four to one where Ismail Assar and, uh, and who was the other guy? Um, oh, I'm forgetting. Yeah, 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 Joshua King. Former I mean, Man United player. <laughs> exactly. I mean, hell, even Cleverly's on the field there right now. Um, I mean, it, you know, Manchester United, they've been outplayed five out of the last seven games, beaten. One tie, one win over that time period too. And it took this particular win for them to call an emergency meeting and say, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to be a goner. Right. I, I just don't understand how it took so long. So I'm in complete agreement with you there, even if uh, the harder decision comes. You're right. I even mean, it, it like, is, who takes over? Exactly. Who takes over? And saying it, it for the for the man who's in charge, Mr. Glazer, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's if you see Donnie scoring the last goal of uh, of all the goal or so <laughs> managerial time at Man United, it makes total sense. OK, yeah. if you see Poetic. Donnie scoring. And he's always on the bench. Uh-huh. It's poetic that he scores the final goal. Uh, so yeah, it had to happen. Donnie deserves this, okay? Because yeah. now we're going to see a different Donnie. Because that Donnie, Christian Ronald, link up, is dangerous, okay? We saw, we saw that for 45 minutes. Okay, sure. at least I saw that. So that was, yeah. that was, that was really nice. So the big question is, who is going to yeah. be the next Man United manager? In well, I have opinion? a quick answer. I have a quick answer. Hmm. Darren Fletcher and Michael Carrick. That's who's going to be the next Manchester United well, boss. Uh, interim, obviously. But that's that's the thing. Before we get to actually talking about who's going to replace him, hmm. it, is Fletcher, is Carrick a, you know, is that the right thing? I know that there has to be an interim. There has to be somebody in charge. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, uh, and, and removing Solskjaer is, even in the middle of the season or closer to the beginning of the season, is still the right move. Um, but mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, it's just continuation. And are you really going to be able to find somebody that's going to be able to come in and turn this ship around right away? Now, with that said, it has happened previously. We know when Tuchel took over for Lampard, mm-hmm. it very much changed the name of the game. Um, but mm-hmm. I, it, this is this is a tough situation because what? The, the names that have been named mm-hmm. are who? We got Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who else? Who's another one that you uh, like? Oh, Zidane. Yeah, Zidane's being Zidane. named. Yeah, and <laughs> he's he's obviously said no, but yes, but no, but yes. I mean, he's come to terms, but he hasn't. Um, uh, he's waiting for the French national team job. 
It's going to be really interesting to see exactly what's going to happen here, but I don't know who the perfect choice is. And I guess everybody seems to think the perfect choice is Zidane, right? It is. Is that the perfect choice to you? It it is the perfect choice because Zidane uh, automatically improves everything at that that team. And answering quick uh, the the question on Michael Carrick and Darren Fletcher being the interim Mm -hmm. managers, uh, it's going to work better than Oli. <laughs> that yeah, is 100% because the impact in, and the atmosphere in that locker room must be like, oh, my days, we got rid of him. We got right. rid of the problem, okay, the virus. So just imagine the body language that Christian Ronald had with the losses, with that Watford loss. Imagine how yeah. he went to that locker room, okay? Yeah. So it only makes sense that he got fired straight away. And... I'm, I'm with you, but let me push back on that. I have to push back on that. Because Ole was never seen as a tactician per se, right? Um, And and frankly, with his CV, um, or in my country, it's a resume, right? With his resume um, being what? Mold. That's it. Molda. Mm -hmm. Molda? Is that how you pronounce it? I mean, come on. This guy was outmatched from from day one and and was riding the coattails of club legends into Carrington. And that's okay if it worked out. I mean, it was a calculated risk that they took. But let's be honest. He was a man's manager, right? Mm. And not actually a manager manager. And in the end, they're not firing the man, per se. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is still a class human being and a class legend that will forever live in, you know, united folklore. But they fired, you know, they fired the manager. Mm -hmm. And Here's the interesting thing. If he was a man's manager and just had good relationships with those particular players, okay, Mm. who was running the actual, you know, tactics behind it? And I'm just swinging wildly here, right? Mm. And I honestly think Carrick and Fletcher had more of an influence than most when it comes Mm -hmm. to that. So what are you doing here? Are you naming Cristiano Ronaldo player coach of some sort? Because to be honest, Manchester United, and I'm going to throw some – I'm going to throw some, uh, I don't know, a wrench into the situation here. Manchester United was doing pretty well from a progression standpoint before Cristiano Ronaldo got there. They got two quick wins, and then they lost five of seven beyond that in the Premier League. Um, I'm not saying that Ronaldo was the problem, but as a man's manager, right? Mm. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did not know how to manage a Cristiano Ronaldo Manchester I, United setup. Do you I agree? agree. I, okay. No, I I agree. Like he's completely out of CV, like outmatched yeah. with Ronald. Just like a team that has Harry Maguire as captain, Oof. like when Ronald arrives. Yeah. Uh, what in what planet? No, it's Earth actually. It's in this planet <laughs> that Maguire was captaining a team with Christian Ronald. Right. Okay. So I understand like. Uh, I do. I do think Ronald uh, deserves the criticism because, look, the results aren't happening, and if there's no results, everyone should have uh, 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 a question asked. So, sure. uh, but I won't agree that it's his fault. Okay, the tactics—it's not—it's not him that picks the team that goes. Okay, and I'll be honest—you clearly saw that Donny. Okay. Felt so comfortable with with Ronald, and look, it's this is a bold prediction. I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if Ronald yeah. demanded Donny to come on the pitch at halftime, okay? Because Ollie clearly didn't like Donny the whole season. So yeah. in his final match, he puts Donny. Maybe Ronald said, "Screw this, put Donny." Yeah. That could have happened. So if that is. The, Look, and even a Champions League, look who saved United. But I do understand. Look, I, I'm, I'm with you, but but you literally, you saying that about Ronaldo, mm. him demanding that Donny van de Beek has to be on the and field. And Varane injured. Right. Varane right. injured. Sure, sure. But you saying that, right? I mean, that just tells you that there's an undermining that, that has to happen there. Because, yeah, I mean, Ronaldo is at 36. He is mm-hmm. a legendary status. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, uh, you know, whatever, whatever he says potentially goes, whether it's in the locker room or he's always going to be the loudest voice either mm-hmm. by example or whatnot. Um, and Solskjaer wasn't pre- prepared for that. So in no way am I saying that Ronaldo is the reason but why United ended up going, but I think it definitely was a contributing factor. 
Okay. And I, I think it was a very easy, and they probably do this deal all over again, get Ronaldo back. I mean, the narrative mm-hmm. writes itself. It's phenomenal. <laughs> but in the end, we have to, we have to, I mean, they finished second last year, right? They, they lost a, what, 11 to 10 on penalties in the Europa League final. They mm-hmm. finished second last year. They, they got their Champions League bid. They were making progression. They won the first two games of the season. Ronaldo comes in and boom. He can't figure out what the hell's going on. And I'm not going to say that they didn't have problems previous to this, but I, I am saying that Ronaldo is a contributing factor to, uh, to but, Solskjaer. But Bretton, let me just interrupt you there. You said this Man United team ended up second. It's, it's a fantastic and a glorifying. That's a fact. It happened yes, last year. But do you think it would ever, this Man United team would ever win a Prem? Oh, well, no. we'll never know. We'll, we'll never know. Well, we'll never know, no. <laughs> no <laughs> Oli will never no, win. You're right. You're right there. United. And with right. Christian Ronald, yeah, you're closer. But it's not with Oli. <laughs> no, 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 not with Oli. And, and yeah. I, I think we... I, but I agree have, with but... you. And the last thing with Oli, and I think it's the, th- it's, it's the fact that answers anything. And I've said it in the past. If mm-hmm. you wanted Sancho for 120 million mm-hmm. and you get him, the next, uh, the, uh, the next transfer windows for 80, yeah. okay. You still wanted him for 120 million, Sancho, and you're not using him properly. So no, that's that's, that's a problem. That's a clear problem, and he doesn't know what he's doing. So yeah. I oh, think, and, and he is sorry. and he is responsible for Maguire at, at 74 million, oh, right? Making oh. him the most expensive defender uh, ever and, at the time. Who's the captain so, at Man United? Yeah. Who should be the captain? For me, it's clear. It's Brun Fernandes. Yeah. I think Brun Fernandes should be the Man United captain, no doubt. And I've even I'll, I'll even ask I'll even say. That Oli would understand that. Oli yeah. would understand that because seeing Bruno Fernandes at the end of that match, being next to him, apologizing to the fans, like that was yeah. pretty nice, you know, to see. But uh, yeah. who yeah. who do you think is going to be the, the the next Man United manager? Yeah. So I mean, Zidane? The, 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 it's so huh. it's so tough. I really don't know. I I just don't see Zidane coming back for this. I mean, it's it's just money for him, right? At mm. that point, do you think he looks at the United job right now and says, yeah, this is something I I want? Or do you think he's holding out for, say, the French national team? You, you know what I would do if I was the if I were the Glazers? What I would yeah. do, it would be I would get Mark over Mars and Van der Sar and I'd get Eric Ten Hag to Man United. That's I just it. don't know how you're going to do that. I because mean, because they were they were going to leave. Uh, Ajax a couple of seasons ago there was some news saying they they were interested in seeing other projects and all, all that come on sure. is there a better project for van der Sar than Man United leaving well, Ajax I, I agree so, there I mean, if they get Ten Hag they mm-hmm. get Donny really mm-hmm. happy with the manager total football and I want to say this it's a myth it's a myth that Ronald would play badly with Eric Ten Hag that's a myth Okay, because he will track back. He will maybe he'll be substituted. That can happen. But if you if you know what you're doing, I'm sure if you tell Ronald, look, this is this is for the benefit of the team. This this he'll understand it. Okay, it just needs to make sense. But uh, Ronaldo Ronaldo can be his Sebastian Holler, right? (laughs) Just kidding. Um, In a a, a type way. But the the transfer that I would think if Ten Hag would come to Man United would be to get Frankie De Jong for that number six. Okay, I see the news that Man City are interested in Frankie De Jong with Guardiola, yeah. and mm-hmm. if like if Man United managed to get that six that position six sorted, and it's with yeah. Frankie, a player that might go to City, like ah, oh, this is me, my rumors just, but uh, yeah. I, I I feel you're, you're like trying it would to think ten sense. steps ahead, and I love it. Um, me, I I can't even like see in front of my face most of the time, uh, <laughs> but like. We, we all knew that the six was what they needed to solve in the first place. And it just still hasn't been addressed. I mean, McTominay mm-hmm. did not have a great game. I, not, yeah. it, it, we're talking about Watford here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Watford and nothing okay. against them. I, I mean, I know, I know they're fearless and, and whatnot, but they're always in a relegation scrap. True. And, you know, kudos to Claudio Ranieri uh, yeah. actually knowing how to play against uh, a United that's faltering here. And it's just, uh, it's just tough. But I do have to ask. Um, is there any truth that you think uh, to that rumor that came out about Ronaldo requesting or, or wanting uh, a Luis Enrique, right? Mm. Uh, do you think there's any truth to that? I've seen it hit some of the rags in England. Um, I don't think I've seen it hit anything that has um, a lot of oomph behind it, mm-hmm. um, but it is interesting. Um, I, knew, I do know that when he was asked about it, Luis Enrique apparently said, 
what is this April Fool's Day? You know, um, I'm not going there. I'm happy with Spain. He's getting ready for the, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, 2022 yeah. World Cup. Um, but man, that is going to be the question. And then you got Brendan Rogers. You've got, yes. I don't know, what are you going to bring? You're going to bring back, uh, you want Wayne Rooney now from Derby County? No, Just kidding. Mate. That's a no, joke. No, I, I, Ronald would be the manager if Ferguson is, it comes back. Like, I even Ooh. saw that even being talked. Ferguson just oh being there. And if Ferguson's there, imagine yeah. Ronald is Ferguson's bodyguard in that locker room. Nobody's saying anything, okay? He's like, even he's even translating to anyone what, yeah. what he's saying, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I, 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 I agree. Like, Brendan Rodgers, I don't think he's the guy. No. Graham, uh, uh, Graham Potter, I, I, I think him. you'd like it. I do. He's got a, he has a system. He's not outmatched tactically. He's, he's definitely uh, made Brighton a better team to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're, they're still not great to watch, but um, they, they play a a style of football that I think United fans would be pretty uh, proud of. If you, Mm -hmm. if you put that personnel. Mm -hmm. um, And if they bring in Bisuma like that, it it would be, I think it would work out. So like, let's see what happens. So guys, everyone put in the comment section down below, who you think is going to be the next Man United manager. And just add it, add to who do you think Man United is going to sign in January? Because maybe they'll have to go to the market because a player like Ronald, he has his own demands too. So yeah. other managers were in the highlights in the news, right, Bretton? So <laughs> yeah, man. who would you like to start it, with? Uh, apparently the, um, the, the myth, it's not really a myth. Apparently it's now proven that when a new boss comes in the door, uh, teams tend to win because you've got Claudio Ranieri getting that win against United. You've got mm-hmm. Stevie Gerrard landing at Aston Villa, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he wins his first game, and, and that Villa team needed that win pretty badly. Uh, you've got Dean Smith, who was unceremoniously sent packing <laughs> from Villa, that goes to Norwich City of all places. Norwich City, and guess what he gets on his first day? A win! <laughs> I mean, come on. And then you've got Eddie Howe, uh, at least showing at Newcastle that, um, you know, they, they have some fight in them, but they, mm-hmm. I think they ended up drawing. And then finally, outside of the Premier League, which is apparently the carousel of uh, coaching, we've got Xavi winning the Barcelona Derby mm-hmm. on his first game, right? And on top of that, Xavi fields eight La Mesia players of their starting 11. And they win. They win. And they win playing some decent football. Okay, that was kind of fun to watch. But um, I don't know. I think I just went through all that drama a little too quickly. But which one stood out to you? Any of them? Well, I, I, I'd like to highlight the Xavi for sure. Because I watched yeah. the Barcelona match. And 60 minutes, Barcelona played pretty well, okay, the, at the mm-hmm. start. Like, they, the passing, it was the best passing this season. Yep. <laughs> so, that. That, that, that's a fact, okay. We're straight away seeing an impact. That's scary. That we are such in a, in a short period of time, we already see Xavi changing the 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 on ball movement for sure right. with Barcelona. So mm-hmm. and it's not with the best players. It's not yeah. it's not with everything going <laughs> as it should. Okay, and yeah. I I liked it. I liked it a lot. So let's see yeah. let's see what happens. And Nico Gonzalez is the big highlight. I think sure. he'll be improving a lot in the future. And I think he's the big reason why Frankie De Jong, I think he's going to leave. This is yeah. a bold prediction. I think Frankie De Jong and Mark Ter Stegen are both leaving, okay, for Barcelona to get funds. I think Ter Stegen, they can get 50 million with him and Frankie De Jong, 70. That's 120 million. Barcelona yeah. needs that money. So Also, they can uh, bring in Raheem Sterling on loan, right? <laughs> uh, uh, no, but I do have to shout out. I mean, Ilya mm-hmm. Sakomak, that was... Yes. That was um, uh, it, it wasn't like, you know, the best debut, but I was just surprised that Xavi on day one goes, hey, here's a 17-year-old that mm-hmm. is definitely widely seen as one of the best prospects, uh, most of which there aren't prospects anymore because they're still on the pitch. They're on the pitch starting for Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I- I'm going to raise you, uh, Pedri. I'm going to raise you, Nico. I'm going to raise you, Agavi, and I'm going to put Akamak on the field, right? Love it. And uh, he showed well, and I think he's going to continue to show well. So mm. um, it's just... Imagine what it feels for Puig, though. Puig yeah. must be like, now Xavi's here. Every yeah. Puig fanboy is like, oh, Xavi comes, Puig, play, Pu- Puig plays, Puig plays. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't look too bright. 
Well, Busquets, it depends on, I guess, how long he's out um, injury-wise. But I, I think Puig did see the field because of the Busquets injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for, you know, the, the American fans that are mm. watching us, American uh, listeners that are watching us, um, you have to wonder what's going to happen with Sergio Des too. I mean, you got Dani Alves mm-hmm. coming in. It was very nice to see uh, Dani Alves basically say, Sergio Des. Mm-hmm. Serginho. I don't know. Serginho. I'm sorry. I was just talking sorry. about Busquets and I said Sergio. <laughs> I'm sorry. Serginho Dest mm-hmm. uh, has all the tools to potentially become a world-class player. Right. Mm. And that was very nice to see that because Donny Alves obviously knows his place here um, <laughs> in that he's coming in to be the culture. He's bringing the culture Fox. back I agree. right, to Barcelona. And that's wonderful to see. And yes, let's be honest. Serginho Dest could learn a whole lot. Hello. From Donny Alves, and I would be uh, attaching myself to his hip if I was Dest, and uh, mm-hmm. and just you know let the let the master uh, you know give him what he can. Um, I, 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 do you then, think Dest is going to stay at uh, Barcelona long term? I'm I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I really so would sure. like to see him stay there because I think with this type of a um, reimagining mm-hmm. this work right ahead of him, I really think it would be huge mm-hmm. for Sergio Dest to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already made big, big strides. And I, I think it's just a wonderful learning opportunity for him moving forward. I just don't know. You're, you're right. I mean, I don't know. Um, but I don't think the personnel is there mm-hmm. to, you know, bench bench him. I, I think he's, he's still going to be there, uh, whether he's an option on the wing or he's an option as wing back. Uh, it's, it's a big, big, uh, few months for him moving forward. I agree. Uh, and even the Aguero retirement, all of a sudden seeing that yes. we, we're not going to see Aguero play again. That is, that's pretty sad. Like, I'll be honest, Aguero is one of my favorite players ever in the Premier League because the Aguero goal, the yes. such good memories and, Come on, he's he, he might be the biggest Man City legend next to company, yeah. David Silva and Aguero. Okay. Yeah. They are the Man City legends, icons. Yeah. Okay. So seeing him retire for for reasons that aren't his own is pretty no. pretty sad. Pretty no, sad. And, and I would imagine that 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 is pro- obviously it's the toughest thing he's ever had to do, but mm-hmm. it's even tougher because I guess if you're a player, I know NFL players do it all the time. They how their careers are so short when it comes down to mm-hmm. it but uh to to discover it this late in his career i bet you some oh, part of it might, might be like oh you know what i'm you know it's been fine so far i'm just gonna mm-hmm. kind of soldier through it but it, i think it was smart for him to say i think my time is up i think yeah. uh you know and i could see him going and coaching one day but, you never but know Bret- but Bretton, the saddest yeah. thing is you speak to aguero on uh, june this year he's like oh That's i'm gonna true. play with messi Oh, oh, this yeah. is going to be the best year of my life. Like, I'm going to be chill. Like, and yeah, Messi is in a Barcelona. All yeah. this happens. You got to feel sorry for him because psychologically, I think it's be- I think that's why he's retiring. Because psychologically, be. he went from 100 to, 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 to 10, or I won't say yeah. lower, but it was very, it was devastating, all the events that happened. And I do think that was the biggest reasoning. It really is. And, and a lot of people might have even thought that he had one more, um, one more go around with the Argent- mm-hmm. Argentinian national team, you know, in the World Cup, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It it, it feels like we've packed uh, a full year of football drama into just the last couple months because that felt so long ago that that we were talking about Messi moving to PSG and leaving mm-hmm. basically Aguero. Um, his briefs uh, blown in the wind, um, but it is it is simply amazing uh, how and and not in a good way how unceremonious it has been um, for him to step away from football. Uh, so I hope there's some big testimonial um, that is put together, uh, and Messi better get his ass there and in the <laughs> eleven for the testimonial. What do you it think? Ain't, it ain't it. But uh, you're mentioning Messi, and we gotta say Messi scored his yeah. first go- league goal. Okay, so no. that's he might he might score a hat trick in the next game, and I hopefully he does, guys. I'm not a Messi hater. I want him no. to score as many hat tricks as he can. Okay, yeah. because that would be beautiful <laughs> to see. <laughs> I'm just, it's, I mean, in League One, in League One, let's be honest, he should average a hat trick at every. No, just kidding. I, I don't know. Uh, you know what is the right amount he should that. be scoring? But. Exactly. If if Ronaldo was in Liga, but ah, but I don't want to get to. That. I just want to congratulate <laughs> him. I just want to congratulate him that he scored yeah, it, in Liga. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a it's ridiculous there um 
that it's I don't know that that even makes news. Um, right. But um, Leo Messi, I don't know. Leo Messi is going to be there a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm starting to think, what do you think? I mean, could it be that Kylian Mbappe actually stays at PSG and they ship Neymar off instead? No, no chance. Real Madrid mm-hmm. has Mbappe locked. I, I like know, it's I know. Perez has Mbappe locked. He's got a deal with everyone next to Mbappe, surely. So there's but, no but chance. sometimes but, the most but, certain things, sometimes mm-hmm. the most certain things uh wind up, you know, it's like everyone thought Cristiano Ronaldo to Manchester United was going to be a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. They're Premier League title holders by the end of the year. That's also not true. I just sensationalized but, uh, that completely. But, but, um, like, but you never know. But Bretton, like uh, the, Neymar, this is going to be Neymar's final World Cup, supposedly. Yeah. He said it in an interview. So mm-hmm. wouldn't Paris be a right place for him to be like, what, as he seems like chilling? He's going to be chilling in Paris. You know, he's going to be just in Liga, getting those stats, becoming a Paris Saint-Germain legend. And yeah. <laughs> Like if if he does, I I don't know, I don't know what he's thinking, Neymar. But yeah. if if he's thinking to be to win a Ballon d'Or, he wouldn't retire for Brazil. So well, I if think we knew what, yeah, if we sorry. knew what Neymar was thinking, we'd be like Fabrizio Romano. You know? but <laughs> no, but like I think he he does this contract renewal for PSG, thinking like, oh, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna get a fortune and then I'm gonna invest it and in, yeah, well that's it. But Mbappe yeah. is thinking, I am gonna be the best in, ever. Okay, sure. Mbappe wants to be the best ever. Okay, it's a different mentality to Neymar. I I would have loved if Neymar had Mbappe's mentality. Okay, because you can clearly see that Mbappe is fighting to get Ronaldo's legacy. Okay, I, I'm already saying it because it's everything. Even even the way he he he, he just wants to be the icon. He knows it has to be at Real Madrid. So. Yeah, I think that's uh that's 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 gonna happen for sure, Bretton. And sure. and right now, let's be honest, Mbappe, Benzema, Vinicius, my yes, goodness. yes, uh, Vini, Vini ten goals <laughs> this season. Vini ten I goals know. this season. Like Insane. it's it's and I have here who has ten goals too is Jonathan David, the best yes. goal score, the top goal scorer in league. Uh in a yeah, league he- with Neymar, Messi. Yep. Mbappe, Jonathan David, okay, Canadian yeah. wonder, not wonder kid, but youngster, the top, yeah. top. You got Amer- American born too, American born. He was actually <laughs> eligible for the U.S. men's national team. Um, and and on top of that, we have to expand on that. Jonathan David not only is scoring goals. I mean, it seems like a long time ago that we were all saying, "Oh, what's going on with Jonathan David?" Mm, right? He's just true. he's not striking the way he used to. He's looking on. He's not looking confident on the field. Mm-hmm. And now he's got his Canadian national team, right? Mm-hmm. He's got his country at the top of the octagonal, okay? He's at the top of the World Cup qualifying table. They're the only unbeaten team. And right now, they're I wouldn't <laughs> call them a virtual lock because they have a pretty tough last six games. But mm-hmm. they are very close to getting to their first World Cup since 1986. And that alone cements his legend status in Canada, right? Along with Fonzie. Mm. But Jonathan David is, is uh, I'm, I'm happy to see him, him uh, you know, on the top of things. But I do have to go to the Premier League because mm-hmm. right now, uh, Chelsea sits atop the Premier League table, even after United, uh, even after City's win today, uh, very good win against Everton. Um, mm-hmm. Chelsea has uh, scored 30 goals. They've conceded three goals, three goals this season. Did, are we sure they need a center back at all? Remember when we were talking about them bringing in Jules Conde, right? Mm-hmm. Antonio Rudiger is having a phenomenal season, and I don't that, know why that, there are that, still people out there that are hating him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is just – he needs – he deserves his just desserts, okay? Um, he is doing wonders. Thiago Silva looks class every time he's on the field. Uh, Chalaba has just been phenomenal for them. Fuck. But they have conceded – I'm sorry, I got it wrong. They've only conceded – Four goals, not three. Four goals. Four goals, I'm sorry, in 13 games or 12 games. And they simply outclassed Rodgers and Lester yesterday. And, and I really, you have to look at them and say, this team, even without Lukaku, mm-hmm. can win the Premier League. Do you agree? I I agree. Will they, though? That's a different That's a different answer. I don't think they will. Yes. But, but I do think this team is really scary. And... It's the options. They're full yes. of options. Hudson-Odoi, Pulisic, Jorginho, yeah. Kante, 
It's ah, uh, and and you said yeah. it, Rudiger. They they want. I think the big question with Rudiger is: Is he gonna stay, Brunson? Yeah, is I know. he gonna stay? And I'll be honest, Rudiger is a bit impulsive. Okay, sure. on the field and off, he, he says yeah. what he wants, and he would be the type of guy that says, "Look, why not be next to Alaba at Real Madrid? Look, mm-hmm. I, I'll create a legacy. Something big is happening there. Like mm-hmm. uh, that'd be that'd be pretty good for him. Better salary too. So." I I think Jules Conde would be a good signing for Chelsea if he is a backup plan because they don't get Antonio Rudiger renewed. Yeah. I have to agree with yeah. you, Bretton. He but is I, a I, I do also have you got a name drop. I mean, Edward Mendy uh, just yes. made a couple just massive saves versus Leicester, and he's seven clean sheets in twelve games. I mean, he's just been absolutely probably what would you say the the best goalie and best goalkeeper in the Premier League. I can't believe I'm going to say what, what I'm going to say next, but the question is between Mendy and Ramsdale, right? <laughs> uh, it might be. Like, but... I, 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 like be, I was live for the, 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 for the Arsenal-Liverpool match, and yes. like I'll be honest That's with same. you. Ramsdale, if Ramsdale didn't play against Liverpool, mm-hmm. uh, Liverpool would have beat easily Arsenal, I'd say 6-0. No, and I'm not joking. Easily. Ramsdale saved Arsenal a pr- uh, like four times and that really good be. saves, really good saves. So yeah, the question is Mendy or Ramsdale, but I have to, yeah, that's an excellent name drop. Mendy, excellent name. Uh, drop. He, he deserves every bit of uh, the name drop that he doesn't care about because it comes from me. Uh, <laughs> and the, but the, the other person you got to mention in Chelsea's uh, wheelhouse. Uh, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. When, if you get in Golo Conte like that, the rest of the season, what a goal. Chelsea's goal. winning. Chelsea's winning. It, it just, it's that simple. And, and in Golo Kante, I mean, he, he's injured a little more than he used to be. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that's fine. But if he can show even 90% of that performance that he put in, I agree. Right. They're going to win. And it's, it's that simple. So, uh, but city looked good. I mean, it's well, just the premier league is fun this year. Well, uh, something happened this weekend, and I, I I can link it up because I think this player would be the solution for the cheaper solution to for Man City and for the strike position. Okay. And you know what happened in Serie A? Vlahovic went bold. I I, I Vlahovic yeah. went bold. Okay, <laughs> what happened? Now he's uh, the top goal scorer in Serie A, and every yeah. single person that said, "Oh, he's a flop, he's overrated," Vlahovic <laughs> is the real deal, guys. And seventeen million for him. I won't say it's a bargain, but it's the right, right number. Okay, Vlahovic and Man City. If if Man City get Vlahovic, like mm-hmm. in January, I think yeah. they'll get or Vlahovic or Hurricane. Man City are a hundred and fifty percent getting a striker. Okay, guys, a hundred percent. And so Vlahovic or but Vlahovic went bold, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. I mean, on, on AC Milan, too. I mean, mm-hmm. and he, he outshone uh, Zlatan. Uh, he had mm-hmm. two goals. He added an assist as well. But the funny yep. thing is, is people still want to call him with 30, uh, 21 goals last year, 10 goals already in Syria this year for a team that is still not the greatest team, I right? Agree. That's 31 goals in like one in a 1.4 seasons, mm-hmm. right? And they still want to say, oh, he's a pen merchant. Right. Oh my days. Uh, okay, so he's really good at converting penalty kicks too. <laughs> yes, you know that's really great. But Dusan Vlahovic is, uh, I mean, obviously the hottest U twenty one striker that is not Erling Holland, but he's still out injured, um, and and he's getting up there. Vlahovic is a, a phenomenal target that that we mm-hmm. do have to watch, and I, I keep on forgetting that. Yeah, City are. Uh, I don't know why I forget this, but they are on the hunt for a strike. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, Vlahovic seems like the, I, I, to be honest, I would get him over Harry Kane right now. Ooh, you went bold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it's long-term, it's a better decision. I, I really do think it is, right? I mean, you, you, mm-hmm. there, there's a changing of the guard there anyway. And just imagine Vlahovic getting I like it. on the end of Grealish, Grealish dribbling, right? Uh, on the end of, I mean, I just, I like it. I, I really like it. I like that. I like that. I like that take, man. You went bold and the right bold right there. Because Kane, like seeing Kane now, and and I'll be honest, I think Conte is going to be persistent this season with Kane because because Conte is a smart guy. Okay, if it doesn't work out for Tottenham this season, he'll just say, "Look, this Harry Kane guy, he's the problem," and he'll leave in the summertime, and yep. then there will be a total rebuild, and we're going to see the real. 
content talks to them because yeah. I'm seeing their the, the team isn't too focused. Okay, but uh, they did manage to to come around. But uh, let's see, let's see. And I do think yeah. Kane, if, if if it works out, because it's still started, it can work out with Conte. Okay, I can be yeah. a hate. I'm being a hate. I'm hating a bit because I really <laughs> think Kane has his mind off. Yeah. and Kant is like please 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 let's let's see if it works out yeah I I, I think Kane will get a new lease on life there and and mm-hmm. I, the funny thing is is I I still look at Harry Kane and I he's just got one club written all over him mm-hmm. I, I really do think maybe I, I think deep down Harry Kane wants to stay at Tottenham um mm. I I honestly I, listen I get his actions have not shown it um and his his play has certainly not shown it uh, mm. But uh, there needed to be um, a a sign of ambition, and I really think Antonio Conte uh, is that sign. And so, I, I honestly, I, I think there will be a resurgence of Harry Kane. So you think top. Harry Kane purposely did this did this move? So Tottenham act up? <laughs> no. I'm not going to go that far. Um, that, that, that's some that's some like 5D chess that I am not privy to, right? I I, I don't that's think that's a Ronaldo move. That, I'm joking, but, but I do think I do think his his excitement for the club, his excitement mm-hmm. for for it all waned, uh, as happens. He's human, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think there needed to be a show. I think he was. I don't think anyone was expecting um, them to uh, basically unceremoniously uh, yeah. sack their boss after six months. And go out just because Antonio Conte was available and get him. You know, that. I mean that that in and of itself, you want the essence of bold. That is bold, whether or not it's positive or negative in the end. But Antonio Conte with Harry Kane is a very interesting proposition. And if you can get Harry Kane back to it, maybe get him a little support up top. Um, and it, when you it, when that happens, Daniel Levy one hundred percent predicted Ollie being sacked because <laughs> he was saying to Conte. Look at our vision. Look at our vision. Because he yeah. knew that Man United yeah. would want contest. So love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. So if there's any news that we missed out and that we didn't mention, please put down below in the comments, guys, because yeah. we love to know and it's we always love a good chat. So World Cup yeah. qualifiers. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I have to I, mention I, this again, I guess, right? Yeah, well, no, I mean, how about how about I mention it for you? Well, first off, let's, yeah. let's start with the fun stuff. Let's help start with the fun out. stuff. Yeah, help me out. Okay, we are one year away from World Cup 2022. That's kind of fun. Considering what well, we all went through last yeah. year with the pandemic, that is amazing, and I'm really excited for that. The downside to this, and I know it's more <laughs> of a downside for you right now, is um, this playoff is going to have some uh, big teams. You got European champions, Italy. You've got Portugal. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, both in the playoff rounds. And oh, my goodness, it's, yeah, it's all comes down to who they're drawn against. Who do you not want to be drawn against is what I should probably ask first. Well, we can't be drawn straight away with Italy. Thank God. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> because that would be so sad seeing Italy and Portugal just. Yeah. So it's going to be sad itself that only three teams go through. And we have Lewandowski with Poland. We have Ibrahimovic yep. with Sweden. We have Ronald with Portugal. And we yeah. have Italy, just Italy. So we're going to see one of them out of this yeah. World Cup. So that itself is sad. I wanted to say that. But if Ronald doesn't go to this World Cup, that'd be the saddest thing ever, mate. For me, it would be disaster. Disaster, okay? Like, I, I don't know. Like, tune in in March. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it's I, gonna I mean, work out. It's gonna work it, out. Like it's, it's unbelievable work. that we have to wait until um, March. For this, that, true, true. That itself is a problem that people need to wait until March. It should be yeah. now. We should have the answers now. That is ridiculous. I agree with you. I agree with you. You, you should. But but, wh- but uh, while you're talking about one sorry. of them missing, we have to pour one out. Right, pour one out. I don't have anything around me. Actually, mm. I do have some water, but I, I need that water. So uh, we have to pour one out for those that definitely will not be there. And that is, we will not get to see Erling Holland and Martin Odegaard yes. in Norway. That sucks, but they didn't play well enough. So, frankly, it's of their own doing. And I oh. wonder if it would have been different if Holland was healthy. He would have. It right? would. It was, yeah. it was nil-nil until the end. And I was yeah. there was moments. There was moments. And uh, Holland weren't that good. Like no. it was, They weren't that good. No, so, they weren't. 
they they, they, they really yeah they made it tough for themselves uh late on in that that's for sure um but we're also going to be missing the the hero of the hungarian qualification for the euros oh, yeah. miss dominic sovislai we're going to miss sebastian holler nicolas pepe and who's the oh frank kessier mm. for ivory coast oh. they are not going through okay oh. that sucks um we're missing Zolis. I would have loved to seen it, especially uh, another year under his belt in Greece. They're gone. And then one of my favorite Wonder Kids, who we don't talk about much because he hasn't made his big move yet, and that's Adam Hozek oh, for yes. the Czech Republic. I would have loved to see him. He's, he was good in the Euros. I would have obviously loved to see um, – what's his name too? But Patrick I think Czech. Czech Republic can. can they, oh, yeah. They You're can, right. They're they in the can. playoffs. They can, they can, they can. I think they can. I think they yes, can. Nations League. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because of uh, the Nations League craziness, uh, mm-hmm. we, we might need to do like a one-on-one on qualification. Uh, it's, but um, but yeah. uh, the teams that I don't want Portugal to get, like there's a list here. Like I don't want Sweden. Okay. Yeah, I, no. We do have history with Sweden and Ronald's clutch. One of the best memories I've ever had for the Portuguese national team yeah. was the last playoffs. That, but it's sad we need to go again. But uh, so I don't wouldn't wouldn't want to get Sweden. I wouldn't want to get Poland and Austria. I don't. I think Austria is sus. I don't think Austria is it and Wales too. Bale becomes different, okay. And the fact that Bale yes. would be one on one with Ronald, it, mm-hmm. it would be you never know with Bale. You know that's the Bale could get a, a confidence peak the day before and just go extremely bold and. I don't want the chance to happen, but I'd love to get, look, Scotland, I think yeah. it's a good side, but I would prefer Scotland to Wales and I would prefer Macedonia and yeah. I'd like to play Poland because I think it's a team with no structure and just Lewandowski, a bit like us, <laughs> a bit oh. like us, but, uh, oh, but we just man. have an extra factor who's Ronald, but and, yeah. and, and many more talents than Poland, obviously, but okay. uh, no structure too. Yeah, that's that's still tough. Well, you're gonna find out soon enough. In fact, you're gonna find out in five days. And oh. I believe I believe what happens is is they take them and they put them in a group of four, mm-hmm. and then they play semifinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one-off games, and then the winner of the final of those mm-hmm. three groups um, wind up uh, moving yeah. moving through. So really yeah, great. there's a good chance. Yeah, Portugal and Italy have a good chance, obviously, to make oh. their way. Through. It's just gonna be. Uh, uh, it's just a, a nerve-wracking situation that did not need to be. Yeah, it shouldn't be a good chance with these two yeah. national teams. Like it's and yeah. Mancini, and even like Mancini, uh, yeah. what he's saying is, look, we're gonna pass the playoffs and we're gonna win the World Cup, and then we have Fernand Sanch like begging to keep his job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is the comparison, and we're uh, we as Portuguese people, we are not confident, yeah. and we are laying our hopes. This is it's it's not it's a hundred percent. We are hoping that Ronald comes clutch and he trusts players like Rafaelio, Felix, sure. all these guys because the truth is they have a stock, okay, a stock, and it needs to rise because these players, if they're not in the World Cup, mm-hmm. other players will be mentioned instead of them, okay. And Jean Felix, Rafaelio, all these youngsters don't want that to happen. So it's gonna be a big playoff. Not and Ronald will turn up. And yeah. I, let me just say this. I think Ronald didn't think it would get this bad, okay, with Serbia and Ireland. I, didn't, I don't think he believe it, it, believed it would get this bad. And I'm telling you, the preparation, the week before the yeah. match that he's going to play with whoever it is, it's going to be bold and scary for the opponents, okay? Yes. Ronald will be ready, will be yeah. ready. It's just will will Fernando uh, Santos be ready, right? Or sorry, Fernando. <laughs> it won't will matter. he be ready? It right? Won't because matter. I know, I know. It's just you, you talk about you guys. You guys always have phenomenal <laughs> next gen stock coming through, yeah. and it does feel like this guy's overstayed his welcome. And that's that's from an outsider saying that. I mean, listening to your live on that, um, I think we could feel how palpable it was oh. uh, the dis- the disappointment. Um, because he's not using some weapons uh, properly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, he's like purposefully blunting the blade. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, he needs to sharpen them and we, let them play to their strengths. And we have we have a better national team than Spain, in my opinion. And Morata mm-hmm. is out here saving Spain, okay, <laughs> yeah. against Sweden. 
and we are begging to win. Yeah. Okay, against yeah. Serbia at home. So this this it's I I feel like Conal suggested Luis Enrique. Uh, maybe if that's rumored, that's what you said. Suggested mm-hmm. Luis Enrique. He's like saying, "Oh my days, I have Fernando Sanchez. Look at Spain with Luis Enrique." Maybe yeah, yeah, not yeah. like that straight away. So, ah, <laughs> oh, it's sad times, mate. Sad times. But yeah, that Morata, Morata, like he went bold. He saved, he saved Spain and Switzerland. Okay, yes. Italy is in the playoffs because Switzerland is a bold team and they, they are scary. They are. Okafor is the real deal. He was yeah. mentioned in, in our last podcast. Yes, as, he was. Is my top, my top, my top sweet, uh, I, uh, top talent from Switzerland. Yep. So I love to see that. I love it. It's, it's virtually, I mean, uh, that's Swiss escape. I mean, Italy, Mancini, you thought it was going to be just a virtual lock. Come on, mm-hmm. these are the European champions. They, they know what it was like to miss. They missed in 2018 right? And there was a resurgence beyond that. Um, mm-hmm. And for them to lose on that day in Switzerland and to kind of skate on through, uh, I only hope we can uh, get a healthy Mbolo. I hope we can get a healthy Zakaria. Mm-hmm. They have some good pieces. Um, but do I think they'll go very far? No. Um, but ultimately, yeah, we've got, we've got 13 that are already qualified and not surprisingly, Brazil and Argentina are already mm-hmm. qualified. France, Belgium, Spain, England. England, England scored 39. <laughs> in 10 games they only they only gave up three so harry Maguire for england is a very different harry Maguire. we know this um i mean it's it's hysterical how different it was and yeah they had a little bit of an easier group um but you know what looks really really far away mm. germany getting shocked by north macedonia on like the first or second game of world cup qualifying because germany looks like a pretty dangerous team heading into this world's cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got Denmark, you got Switzerland, the Dutch moved their way through Croatia. Luka Modric um, is qualified Serbia. Sorry. And then you got Qatar automatically qualifying. And I'm really interested to see how that's going to pan out, but we're going to get answers soon enough, uh, probably as soon as January. And uh, I don't know, man, world cup qualifying is going to be a whole lot different when they expand this field. And Mbappe like scored a ton of goals, like four goals against yeah. Kazakhstan, then one yeah. goal against Finland. I think Mbappe is out here saying like, I'm the best player in the world. Just wait and see for the World Cup. Yeah, That's the vibes I'm getting with these qualifiers, like him getting the ball. There was all, there was a, that's what I'm, that's what I'm telling you. I'm getting the Ronaldo, the, the, the vibes, the yeah. big time icon, icon vibes with Mbappe. He wants to be oh. the main man. He, he wants, wants to, to be, be the main man, but you want to know what spells main man? <laughs> Take a team that's never won the Champions League and win the Champions League. Killing yeah. Mbappe winning the Champions League with PSG would be... But he's not the main man next to Messi, man. It's impossible. He, he's not. not never... but, Sorry. Yeah, but, but even Ronaldo didn't will a team, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a massive part of it. Outsized influence for those Real Madrid teams that were just unbelievable right Mm -hmm. but he even had a supporting cast yes Um, and it's weird to say Neymar and Leo Messi is a supporting cast but you're right you know he he doesn't need to be fully the main man he just needs to show up and get his job done and that hasn't happened with PSG yet you know in terms Mm -hmm. of taking them to the he's taking them to a final but um Benzema is the perfect Robin for any oh, icon. Sure. Like with Mbappe, we see it in the French team, and Real Madrid with Ronaldo. Sure. Benzema yeah. was the perfect Robin for the Batman yeah. uh, of the team. So World Cup qualifiers, do you, you, you have anything to mention still? No, I mean, we've got some other locks uh, like Iran and South Korea. I, I think the big craziness uh, for, again, any American or Mexican or uh, Canadian followers is watch that CONCACAF race. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it is close. It is close. Everybody's within a point. It, top three qualify automatically. Fourth goes to a playoff. Um, I know we all look at Europe, um, but there are some really fun young teams, uh, U.S., Canada, um, down in South America. Ecuador looks mm-hmm. phenomenal, and they're young. That's a very young Ecuadorian team. Um, none of these are going to, uh, you know, go for an actual title in 2022 world cup final um but they're going to make big strides and i really do think uh we're going to be paying more attention to Concacaf. and yeah i'm biased 
not going to lie, <laughs> but we are going to be paying more attention to them over the next cycle and into this World Cup into 2026 when we host it. Mm-hmm. And you'll be coming over here and we'll be doing live podcasts here, right? Absolutely. Um, love to see yeah. <laughs> but, but we got a lot more to get to in episode 31. So uh, where mm-hmm. do you want to where do you want to get off to next? So it's if there's anything that we forgot to mention here in the World Cup qualifiers, guys, please, please put down below in the comment section. And yeah, we got to go start bench cell, right? Because it's the big game so. that people love to see. And yeah. I saw a common one asked. I saw it like three times. I mentioned uh-huh. it in the live and I said, I got to mention it with Bretton because he would yeah. love to have this debate. And it's start, bench, sell. Frank Lampard, Paul Scholes, Stevie G. Who, tell me, I want to hear it. This, this was so hard because I, I'm, a, I'm a little older than you, Alex. Mm-hmm. And, and by a little, I mean a lot. Just a little, just a little. Just a little, just a little. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I grew up with that dominant Manchester United team. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I had to think about this and I had to think about whether or not it was biased. Like I have Paul Scholes, I have his signature. Okay. On an old man United top that maybe one day I'll actually bust out and wear. Um, But I grew up Scholes, Nicky, Butt. I mean, just these players that, that personified Manchester United for me. Mm -hmm. And then I thought more about it. And I just remembered hating Frank Lampard. In a good way, okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, you know, Stevie Gerrard is class. I, I mm-hmm. think kind of what it comes down to, though, is Stevie Gerrard did not win. Uh, he won a Champions League. Okay, but he did not win the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But he personifies class, to use that name again. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, Paul Scholes, Frank Lampard, Stephen Gerrard. I'm going to start start Frank Lampard. <laughs> I'm going to bench Paul Scholes. Yeah, this was tough. Bench no. Paul Scholes, oh, and I'm going to sell Stevie G. Yeah. And here, here's my caveat, right? Here's my caveat. I'm only starting Frank Lampard if you allow me to have Claude McAuley behind him. Okay? <laughs> I'm only starting Frank Lampard if I can have McAuley behind him. I know that that's not how it works. But when Claude McAuley was introduced to that team, Frank Lampard oh. became unbeatable. He was given freedom to do whatever he needed to do. And there's a reason why this guy is the only midfielder in the top 10 of all time scorers. I knew you were and he's in the premier league and he's one of three to have a hundred plus goals, like 170 goals mm-hmm. and a hundred plus assists in the premier league. Okay. Frank Lampard didn't do that because he played till he was 62. Mm-hmm. He did that because in a short period of time, mostly with Chelsea, he basically became the, the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he won titles. Um, I mean, if you don't have Frank Lampard, you don't have a happy Ro- Roman Abramovich. Abramovich. I'm, all, I'm always <laughs> going to screw up his name. No. So I start Frank Lampard. I bench Paul Scholes. And I, listen, I'm benching, I'm benching a player that Zinedine Zidane came out and said that this is one of the toughest players that I ever had to go against. Okay. <laughs> You know, I'm benching a player uh, that I consider a personal, like, not hero, but he he was a player that I, he was Manchester United to me, mm-hmm. okay, growing up. Uh, he could do anything, right? He could I play agree. defensive midfielder. He could be a, a playmaker at times. He I could agree. hit a shot from 35 yards out. I mean, he was just awesome. And on top of that, come on, he's a redhead. It's amazing. You know, <laughs> like he's this little pint-sized redhead that just goes around and will bulldoze you and will just do things he could get yeah. stuck in he was so much fun and then you go to stevie gerard oh and by the way paul schools had 155 goals for you know he was no slouch mm-hmm. when it comes to scoring and he had over 700 appearances and there's always something about a one club player for me mm-hmm. 11 premier league titles too um so you know those two things it became <laughs> neck and neck for me but uh, selling Stevie Gerrard still oh. leaves a very, very bad taste in my mouth. Look, He's the, he is leadership. He is leadership, right? I, it's true, but I think Stevie G just didn't have the luck of Paul Scholes of how Sir Alex Ferguson at Liverpool. Okay, he had Benitez, which he, mm-hmm. looked, he looked better. Yeah. Uh, Gerrard with Benitez looked better. But he didn't have the luck and the luxury that Paul Scholes had. But, okay, uh, I... My take is completely different. Okay. okay. I have, I start Stevie G because 
Wow. He's the best. Who was the best player for England out of these three? three? Uh, that's, I mean. It's Stevie is- G. Who's yeah. the best tackling? It's Stevie yeah. G. Who's the best attacking, in my opinion? It's Stevie G. But I do understand uh, the argument of Lampard yeah. because of the goals. But didn't Bruno Fernandes just break the record of, of, of Lampard straight away? Like, so I, I don't, I, look, I do think that the Lampard record is fantastic. And he's a, a legend for Chelsea, just like John Terry. But Stevie yeah. G was just a different breed. And honestly, the fact that he stayed at Liverpool with every, the, everything that passed, okay, Look, he won that Champions League, but it's so sad that he didn't win the Prem. So I'm starting Stevie G. I'm mm-hmm. subbing Paul Scholes. Because oh. I agree with you. Paul Scholes is a different breed. And any single person that doesn't rate Paul Scholes doesn't yeah. know football. And yeah. I'll just tell you something. It's a quick fact, and anyone can say it. Ferguson asked Paul Scholes to come back from retirement to save Man United's season. Okay, and Paul Scholes was like chilling, like watching Man United games from the stand. And mm-hmm. then he just comes back the, the, the week after and he saves Man United that season. So <laughs> that just shows the class and the different breed. And it's not the goals and the assists with Paul Scholes. It's yeah. the engine. He it's is true. the engine of mm-hmm. that team. And yeah, I, I, I rate him extremely high. And Lampard, yeah, I sell Lampard because... Do I think Chelsea would be great without Lampard still? I do. I think Chelsea would have been a great team even without Lampard. I do think he was crucial. I'm not saying he, he, he wasn't. But I do think that the team would have, would have accomplished greatness even with, without Lampard. But, he, but thank, he stayed there. He's a legend. And it, yeah. it worked out for everyone. That's important to say. But if Liverpool didn't have Stevie G, imagine... Imagine how low they would go. And if Skulls wasn't at United, imagine how low. Even with Ferguson there, they would feel it badly. So that's why I start Stevie G, bench Skulls, and I sell Lampard. That's so tough. It really is. But, I mean, 11 Premier League titles, that doesn't happen without Paul Skulls. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm with you. And, And Steven Gerrard, I mean... The way I looked at it was, uh, do I penalize him for the fact that he didn't win a Premier League title? Or is it more impressive all that he racked up, all that he did, all the accolades, considering they never won and he never had a team next to him that could win? I think the closest that they had was maybe in 2005, mm-hmm. maybe, right? And then I, or was it 04 when they, no, it was five, when they had that ridiculous comeback, right, in the Champions League final versus AC Milan. Um, a legendary AC Milan, Milan squad. I still remember, this is going to show my age. I remember watching that on a, a, a night manager, a, a Porter's uh, m- like mobile TV mm-hmm. back then. In uh, I was in Genoa, Italy <laughs> with a buddy of mine who was not a, not a football fan. Okay. And I forced him to watch it. And we, we forgot somehow, cause we were, you know, drinking, we were having a mm-hmm. lot of fun. This, I was like, you know, pretty young then. And we sat there and we watched it. We shared a couple of beers with a porter and watched that AC Milan, uh, you know, oh, beautiful the, the demise of it and that Liverpool comeback and, you know, the, the legend of, of Stevie Gerrard. And, um, it's just amazing. And the big so. thing here, too, is post schools didn't have Andy Carroll's coming in. <laughs> Stevie G had to deal with the loss of Fernando to Chelsea. That yeah. was such a big loss for Stevie G. And he still stayed at Liverpool and they get Andy Carroll to replace him. Lampard and Scholes didn't need to deal with this poor management. Okay. (laughs) This is poor management. I do understand he was kind of like a a growing asset in the prem, but like, come on, not going to spend all at the time. Like, Oh, come on. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. Yeah. And let's be honest. Stevie Gerrard wasn't just a one club man. He did play like half a season for the Los Angeles galaxy. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, that's a joke. <laughs> he did play there, but no, I mean, Stevie Gerrard is Liverpool. Liverpool is Stevie Gerrard, which is yeah. kind of funny uh, that he has to so adamantly uh, deflect um, his, his, the question that, Hey, is the Aston Villa job just one step closer to Liverpool? Right. And Lampard played for Man City, literally 
Yeah, literally, he, he literally played for Mad and, and NYCFC, their sister club, right? So, so uh, guys, put down below who would you think you should start bench sell in this poll schools? Stevie G and Frank Lampard talk. So we have another one, and it's start bench sell between Connor Gallagher, mm-hmm. Gio Reyna, and Emil Smith Rowe. Okay, so who you got? <sighs> Okay, well, they're all English-born. Some people might not know that about <laughs> Good fact. So fun fact there. Uh, I'll throw another fun fact out there. Uh, Gio Reyna was actually named after the new Rangers boss. boss okay. Giovanni von Bronckhorst, right? Um, Giovanni von Bronckhorst was a good buddy of his dad, Claudio Reyna, who played together at, uh, at Rangers. Um, so anyway... I'm a little biased here, but at the same time, we do need to remember Gio Reyna just turned 19 years old. Connor Gallagher is not significantly older, but he's older. Mm -hmm. Emile Smith-Rowe is not significantly older, but he's older. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it, (laughs) I'm going to start Connor Gallagher. Oh, what? what? No. I'm going to start Connor Gallagher. Are you for real? And and you ready for this? I've, I've really enjoyed it, even on his loans previous to this. Okay, not just a Crystal Palace. I forget where he was previously. Yeah, so caught off guard. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I'm starting Connor Gallagher because engine is everything. Uh, Both sides of the ball is everything. Um, And I'm going to put him in any team that I got moving forward uh, because I really like him. And we now need to call him English International. England International Connor Gallagher. Okay, he is second in goal creating actions in the Premier League this season. Who's the only one that's above him? Uh, Salah. Salah. That's correct. Okay. I took took a a couple of seconds, but I got that one. (laughs) I I thought you'd get there. I thought you'd get there. But then factor in, factor in that he's doing it for Crystal Palace. Mm -hmm. And that's more impressive than pretty much anything else. Now, he's, he's higher up there in tackles. One, he's higher up there in everything. Now, can he do it through the whole season? I do not know. I do not know what we're going to see. Um, but the influence that he's had on loan at Crystal Palace so far is, is just miles, miles mm. above what I think anyone would have expected it to be. So, yes, as of right now, it's a little bizarre. I get mm. it. I pick Connor Gallagher to start. Stop. I'm benching Giovanni Reyna. And I'm benching Giovanni Reyna. And I know full well I'm, I'm violating my own rule. I can't believe what you're saying. No, you're gonna I'm start. violating my own rule right now. Okay, He's missed 14 games this season, so I can't really penalize him for that since getting injured in September's World Cup qualifying uh, window. He just turned 19. Before that, he already had two goals in three games in the Bundesliga. He scored goals against Mexico. He's capable of so, so much. He's been beating records that Christian Pulisic set in terms of Americans in the Bundesliga. And oh, by the way, at one point, he was the fastest to get to 50 Bundesliga games for Dortmund. Okay. Now, what it comes (laughs) down to is... You're selling. (laughs) uh, He also has a really cool bromance going on with Erling Haaland. Mm -hmm. Um, No, but what what it comes down to is, uh, I I just think when it comes to engine, when it comes to absolutely everything, Connor Gallagher still has so much more that he can absolutely give. I I really do highly rate Connor Gallagher. Uh, Gio Reyna too, uh, but Gio Reyna has this this swagger that's either going to be a net positive moving forward, as I said, when people so... Uh, understandably questioned my uh, call hmm. for him to be the only U.S. under 21 that could potentially be a, Bal- a Ballon d'Or nominee in the future. Um, he, he could wind up being a positive or it could wind up being a ceiling for him. Whereas Connor Gallagher, I think, is going to run through a brick wall for any team that he plays for. Okay, hmm. Not questioning Giorena in that whatsoever. I'm just saying that if look, I'm going to start somebody right now, it's going to be Connor Gallagher. Look, okay? I'm 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 yeah. I'm 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 shocked you're not mentioning Smith Rowe. You're I mentioning know. just Jurain and Connor Gallagher and Smith Rowe. He's just not as versatile as these other two. One hundred percent on my team, man. Smith yeah. Rowe starts in this no team. Way. Like, no I'm way! Like I way! Smith Rowe starts. And I'm going to say another thing. Gio Reyna is sold, mate. (laughs) 
No way. And Get Connor out of here. Gallag- Connor Gallagher is benched. <laughs> In my opinion, Smith, how are you selling Smith Rowe? That's I what can't. I'm thinking. What? He's, he's the best he's, dribbler. He's, 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 look, okay, Salah. Okay, you mm-hmm. Salah's ahead, but Smith Rowe, like he's been lethal for Arsenal. Okay, he did perform at this level against Liverpool. But that's the best team in the world right now, okay? Yeah. So, but I I agree with you. That's why I bench Conor Gallagher and I sell Giorena because I do rate highly Conor Gallagher because he's the engine of that Crystal Palace team. And uh, if Crystal Palace beat Man City, it's because of Conor yeah. Gallagher. That happened. And he was yes. clear, clear. Yes. But... Mate, Smith Rowe, Brenton. I, uh, I'm gonna oh. be. Look, I'm usually the harsh Arsenal hater here, so I'm, I'm, I'm like saying Smith Rowe, a hundred percent starts on my team. I'm benching Connor Gallagher, and I'm selling. I am selling Urena. Dude, um, Emil Smith Rowe is one dimensional compared to these other two. That's, <laughs> that's my thought process, and and listen. He has not shown to me that he can necessarily take a game by the scruff of its neck. He is a phenomenal dribbler. Hey, Smith Rowe's out playing Saka right now. That's that's great. Uh, But Saka's not part of this equation, right? Emil Smith Rowe currently has, has, he he plays for Arsenal. Arsenal is a sixth place team currently, right? And and they're getting better. Um, But I haven't necessarily seen... uh, a, 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 another grade to his oh. game the same way that when and i think you're you're suffering from Giorena uh, <laughs> lack of Giorena in your life right now you need to go back and watch those games he already had two bundesliga goals to start the season in three games he's been out ever since i need right? more Giorena i need more you need Giorena. more Giorena in your life okay <laughs> love it i'm i'm happy to give it to you and i'm not even over talking Giorena emil smith rowe is just getting started i completely mm-hmm. agree with that right He's going to be better. He's had some phenomenal games, but I also do feel that right now, if I had to start somebody, I'm not wavering on this. I'm going Connor Gallagher and I'm benching Gio Reyna to bring him in. uh, Clipping this in five years. Like, (laughs) could it be? be? I'm willing to eat my words on it. This is not Arsenal hate. I just don't think ESR 10 uh, is is clear of Gio Reyna just yet. I think ESR is clear of Arena, but guys, oh. put that below in the comment section. Who Hurts. do you think 100% you start, you bench, and you sell? This was a really fun one for sure. I love doing this one. This was uh, because we have complete different opinions. We do. And we do. Put yeah. down below, guys. Who do you think you got on this one? Uh, so, and, and who was? Sorry. That, that was Mauricio Palmer that sent that to us. Oh, Mauricio Palmer, exactly. Thank you so much, mate. That was a really good one. Really good suggestion. And more, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And if you have more suggestions, please put down below in the comment section more start bench sell suggestions because we love doing it. We love doing it. So, this is episode 31, guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, peace out. (laughs) On to the next week.